0: And now Kurt's going to transfer Angela Johnson here over
1: pretty soon. We're very excited. I'll let you transfer her in, though. Oh, okay. I'm afraid I'll mess this up. So, you've been waiting. We've been getting emails. And finally, the time is here. So, hold on two seconds. Angela, you're live on the air without spoken. Are you there? Yes. (gasps) Welcome to the show. How are you this fine morning?
2: I'm doing well,
1: thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, we've gotten so many emails about you being on our show. People who were so excited and they wanted to come to the station, I'm like, no, people, back off. She's not in the station. Yeah. She's just calling. That was
2: That's hilarious. <laughs> so oh, you, so have you have you quite... still come.
1: You, you, yeah, exactly. They can show up and we will mm-hmm. pre- We will take your paparazzi for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> show up, bring donuts. And we're good.
1: Exactly. So thank you so much for coming on a Sunday morning to talk to the boys at Outspoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just You're coming to Spokane very shortly. You're going to be here on September 13th down at our Martin Wilson Theater at the Fox. And we're all very excited for that. This is your not fancy tour, correct? Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, actually, I'm I'm doing a bus tour of the South. Mm-hmm. and that's my Not Fancy Tour. Oh, gotcha. And the funny thing is I rarely, like, name a tour. I usually just I travel with my stand-up, and I go all across the country. I don't ever name a tour, but we just had this idea to get in a bus and just drive from city to city, wow, and that's, um, interesting. that's our Not Fancy Tour, and that's, like, in October, I oh, think. wow. But, um, mm-hmm. I'm still not going to be fancy for this one. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, well,
1: thank goodness I was, I was worried. But I do have to say, what goes through your mind when you're thinking, you know what, let's get on a bus? And just drive state-to-state state and do it in the South.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, one, I have a really big fan base in the South, which I was surprised at, mm-hmm. but I do. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking there's these tour buses with bathrooms and places to sleep, and they're kind of luxurious. I'm like, Ooh. that's way better than waking up at 4 in the morning <laughs> for a TSA, yeah. you know? To, so, like, fly through with security. So I'm like, yeah, let's do a bus. And so we book this tour for a bus. And then... I go to see how much fancy buses are, and they're way too expensive. they so <laughs> like a cheap bus with no bathroom, and oh, it's no. even worse than <laughs> the TSA. A school bus, then? Yeah, <laughs> but I yeah, can't yeah. wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> well,
1: we can't wait to see what comedy comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we just wanted oh, to right. kind of talk to people about uh, kind of how you got started. let us You've probably talked about this five million times, but we're here for your five millionth and first. So, let's talk. Yeah. How do you go from... Being a Raiderette to doing stand-up comedy, that that jump.
2: How do you do that? Well, you know what? Uh, It's kind of easy transitioning into telling jokes when you cheer for the Oakland Raiders. Um, (laughs) Listen, I don't want to be mean, but that's the real truth right there. Um, You get a lot of practice telling jokes. Uh, But, yeah, I just, you know what? I moved to L.A., after the first season that i cheered and i wanted to be an actress so i just moved and started from the ground up and and when i tried out for the oakland raiders that was actually kind of my sign i was using i was like you know what? if i make this quad and cheer for the oakland raiders i'm gonna do it for one year then i'm gonna move to la and try to be an actress and so that was like my sign
1: hmm. wow that was like god just coming right out and saying yeah yeah i'm i'm gonna back you yep. yeah
2: wow. yeah exactly.
1: there's an endorsement for you right there oh yeah that's interesting so
0: um how, how did the Mouth TV happen? You were on season 13, right?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was... What happened was mm,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I
2: was <laughs> I was here in LA for a few years uh-huh. doing some acting stuff, not really catching too many breaks, and um, this nail salon video comes out on the internet right, and kind right. of blows up my lot, and everybody sees this nail salon video, and... And, um, I start taking meetings everywhere in Hollywood, you know, with all the networks and stuff. And then, um, I ended up from that getting an audition for Mad TV because they had mm. seen my nail salon video and my agent, uh, and my manager submitted me at the time. I was like, you gotta see this girl. Like, she's never been to, you know, one of the sketch comedy schools that most, most, uh, sketch and improv actors come from, like mm-hmm, a UCB mm-hmm. or, Groundlings or Second mm-hmm. City or things like that. They're like, yeah, she's never been to one of these schools, but, you know, check out this video. You got to audition her. And so I just came and auditioned. and ended up booking it.
1: And that's wow. amazing. And that was really early in your career. You know, mm-hmm. there's a yeah. lot, I read a lot about you, and, you know, they're always saying, that was really quick. I mean, that's not the typical way a comedian goes. So how did your experience, being that that was so fast, how did that affect you, that that was quicker than, you know, than a lot of people get?
2: You know, um... I didn't really have anything to compare it to, you know? Mm -hmm. You hear it it takes years and years and years for stuff like that, but for instance, like with comedy, I never thought I was going to be doing comedy. I thought like, I mean, I watched Law & Order SVU growing up, so I was like, yo, I'm going to move to L.A., and I'm going to play a rape victim. Like, that's going to be, <laughs> like, I'm going to be this award-winning actress, right? right? And then come to find out, they film Law & Order SVU in New York, so I moved to the wrong <laughs> city. And then um, I started telling jokes. So it was so weird. I had never imagined myself doing jokes before, but I started doing comedy. And um, when it first kind of took off for me, it was like I, I didn't even know I had no expectation because I didn't even know this is what I was going to be doing. So it was mm-hmm. just I was just going with the flow, you know.
1: Well, and you're so naturally funny. I mean, it, mm. it, I read that you know that was never your comedy. Kind of came out of nowhere for you, and it's so funny for you. Just seemed like it just comes out of your life. You, you talk a lot about being um, a story comic, so you mm-hmm. bring situations from your life. I do need to say my favorite story you tell is about when you go to that taco place. Is it South Central? And with the thug, <laughs> yeah. that accidental date kind of that yeah. got robbed. Yeah. Anyways, I love your stories. Mm-hmm. How did you not, did you, were you always funny growing up or so it just you know, was part of? I feel
2: of, like my whole family is funny. Like my hmm. dad is hilarious. Um, my brothers are hilarious. My sister's hilarious. Like we're all funny, you know? And so I never thought of myself any different, like, oh, I'm so funny that I could do it for a profession. Like, I never thought right, about. we just right. I just grew up laughing a lot and telling jokes with each other and stuff like that. And um, it really, the only reason why I thought I could do stand-up is I've been doing this, like, Vietnamese accent yes. since mm-hmm. I was a young kid because mm-hmm. I grew up around a lot of Vietnamese people. Mm-hmm. So I got the accent very quickly. And um, when I was in L.A., I, I had the opportunity to take this joke right stand-up comedy class and Mm. it was at a church and uh the comic who was there who was teaching the class asked me if I wanted to take it and really the only reason why I said yes because it was free I was like is it free she's like yeah I'm like okay I guess so you know like (laughs) I've got nothing else to do so I took this joke writing class because I was like you know I do this like Vietnamese voice so I could probably do like a nail salon joke like that could probably be a thing Mm -hmm. and um that's what got me started doing Mm stand-up and other than that, like, I never thought, like, oh, I'm so funny. I should be a comic, ever.
0: Wow, so that stand up comedy ended you on Comedy Central. Is that right? You got your own spot. Yeah. How was that experience?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was amazing yeah. to have my hour special on Comedy Central because... You know, I know a lot of comedians work really, really hard to get their special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and not to say that I didn't work really hard. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I did, but just not for as many years as most right. people do before they get an hour special in Comedy mm-hmm. Central. So I was very blessed, and I don't take any of that for granted. And I and I realized how quickly that happened for me. And, and you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm blessed. Like, I, I look at it, and I, I can't believe it like I can't believe, I'm getting ready to shoot my third hour special, oh. like that's unbelievable to me.
1: I'm so excited wow. right now, really?
2: Yeah. yeah, we're getting ready to shoot it, so we, we might shoot it this November, we might push it into the new year, but um, it looks like by the end of this year I'll be shooting my third hour.
1: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And you know what, I think what is amazing is, and maybe it was helpful, I'm not sure, but you always seem in your interviews and everything still so grounded. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because you started so quick. So, you know, there wasn't a chance to, but you are just very down to earth. You're always very uh, gracious. And I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, I'm glad that we get to see you from like the beginning of your career just starting because now we get to watch you for years. You Thank know.
2: you. Well, that's yeah. very kind of you. Thank you so much. And I, I really just, I think every day i I'm just so grateful. And it's so funny because sometimes, sometimes we forget about the little things. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be times where I'll be sitting in my living room and I just start thanking God for all the most random things that mm-hmm. we just take for granted. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Lord... Thank you for my dishes because (laughs) I really like my plates and my bowls. Like they're really good plates and bowls. You know what I mean? Like just so silly sometimes. Like, but I'm just so grateful. And it's sometimes it's easy for all of us, anybody, to just get in the mode Mm. of. Thinking about where you want to be and not being grateful for where you are now. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for, you know, whatever industry you guys are in, whether that's entertainment, whether that's in customer service, whether Mm -hmm. whatever industry it is that that you work in and that you're day to day in. sometimes it's really hard when you get stuck in that, like, man, I wish I was here and especially Mm -hmm. scrolling through like. Instagram or Facebook right. and, and seeing the highlight reel of other people's lives and be like, man, I didn't go on a cool vacation to right. Hawaii. Like I didn't go on a hot date last night and get spoiled with roses. You know what <laughs> I mean? And you get into this place where you can start comparing yourself mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. where others are. And it's a dangerous place. And it really gets you out of focusing on where you are and being grateful for where you're at because you are where you're at at this specific moment in time because it's perfect for you and it's where you're supposed to be.
1: Exactly. Wow. I have to say, you reminded me. What's so amazing as well is do you find you share a lot, not just of your comedy, but you have blogs on your website and you share things like this that you learn through your life. Do you find that it's helpful for your comedy and and that that image of you that's branded as your comedy to be so open or do you worry about that?
2: You know, um, I don't know that it helped my comedy more, my career at all, but it feels good for me. Right. And, like, it's a good outlet for me to to just be real for a moment and let people know I'm not always funny. Like, I'm just real sometimes, and this is something that I deal with. And then when I see the comments from people saying, like, thank you so much, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I deal with this all the time, or I was just thinking about this this morning, and... And, you know, these words help me feel better. Like, that's what I love to do. I love to encourage people, Mm -hmm. and whether that's by me making them laugh or making them think and and helping them to think in a more healthy, positive way. Like, that's what I love to do, really, is, is encourage people, so um, I don't know. I don't know that it helps my career at all. I don't really ever get worried about it, like, oh, I'm being too vulnerable, and that might go the wrong way. I mean, sometimes, like, if I'll post, like, a prayer or, Mm -hmm. you know, something about Jesus, then sometimes I get people being like, oh, I'm not going to follow you anymore. Stop preaching at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not preaching at you. I'm just saying Jesus loves you, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Take it how you want to, you know? Right, right. Like, there's, there's moments like that. But um, I, I don't ever get afraid mm-hmm. to, like, be vulnerable on my, my website or my blogs or anything. I just kind of keep it real, you know? Do right, you and right. do you will. You can't be who everybody wants you to be because then you'll just never be happy. Just do mm-hmm. you. It's
1: mm-hmm. like you're a human being. How crazy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's more to you than just mm-hmm. comedy. So yeah. now, um, you talk a
0: lot about, you know, learning life lessons and, um, you know, you are married, Right. What yes. lessons what lessons from that have you learned you know to affect your your faith or
2: Oh honey Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> honey Yeah um, you know what marriage has been so fun and such a learning experience mm-hmm. for me and you know i was single for a really long time before i got married so it was a, a really um <clears throat> different different life once i got married you gotta learn how to compromise that's mm-hmm. not easy you know what i mean i can't go make it all my decisions anymore <laughs> um but i i mean i've i've learned so much. even like the simple things, mm-hmm. like we have boundaries that are different, like my husband thinks it's okay to use my toothbrush, where <laughs> I want to punch him in the face if he even gets close to my toothbrush, like <laughs> it's not even cute, don't even try it, you know, yeah. but he don't even care, he's like, babe, we kiss, it's just like kissing, I'm <laughs> like, uh ah, no, I don't no. think so. I do not scrape off your charter with my <laughs> tongue, sorry.
1: Yeah, uh, no thank you, I am with you on uh, this one, you get my vote. Uh uh-huh. Uh, now you, what I think, what I find so funny, and it makes me think that maybe there's a sense of humor higher than ours, is that you would tell jokes about Christian rappers, and then you fall in love and marry a Christian rapper. <laughs> <laughs> so how has, what has that been like? First of all, did he hear those <laughs> jokes before you guys started dating?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, because our friend we have a mutual friend that introduced us, and when she did, she told him, you know, go look up her Comedy Central special and watch it. And he did, and that's where I talk about Christian rappers. And, yes. I mean, he thought it was funny. And yes. then after we got married, it took a while for me to write jokes about him. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like I was trying to transition slowly to tell people that I got married, mm-hmm. and now I got married <laughs> stories. So right. he used to tell me all the time, babe, write a joke about me when are you going to do some jokes about us? And I'd be like, wait your turn. Hold on. Because i finally now that's all my material. Like, he just floods me with material every day.
1: <laughs> well, I love it. I, I did find a little video of you guys. Uh, be It was the newlywed video or something where you... Oh, uh, yeah. And that was hilarious. And it was fun to see... You know, those of us that are, are sitting out on the sidelines and we watch our, mm-hmm. our uh, celebrities or people that we enjoy, I think there is this weird thing where we enjoy seeing them as real people. And so it, uh, it was nice to see how you interact with him. You seem very real in that as well.
2: Yeah, that was pretty real. That was, <laughs> that was pretty much set up a camera and ask us questions and mm-hmm. see how we answer, you know. And it was a lot of fun. I want to do it again, an updated version now <laughs> that we've been married for three years. Right. And see how we still answer those questions.
1: So as you, you let's get back a little bit to your career. As you move in your career and you begin to grow as your career, who, is, who are the influences you have that are in comedy that influence your work?
2: Um, you know, I've always admired Ellen DeGeneres oh, yeah. and her storytelling. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. She's so natural. And she's the type of person that, um, you know, she it's like she sneaks on you. You know what I mean? Because she's just talking and mm. then all of a sudden you're laughing. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't even <laughs> see the joke coming. You're like, wait, you were just you were just telling me what you did today. How am I laughing? Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's so, like, she's so smart and so clever Mm -hmm. and so I love her her style of just telling stories
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and um yeah I'm just a big fan of of storytellers really I mean um Brian Regan is another one he's very much an Mm -hmm. act out kind Mm -hmm. of guy and I like to do act outs as well Mm -hmm. and um He's hilarious. You guys should look him up if you don't know him already. Oh, yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, I love George Lopez, of course. George was the first comedy album I ever owned. Nice. Um, because I didn't, I didn't grow up watching stand-up comedy. I, I, wasn't, um, I didn't grow up with that. But mm. when I got old enough and I, I started to you know, know what stand-up was, um, George was the first album that I owned.
1: That's And you got to, to meet, and meet with him and work with him as well.
2: Yeah, I, I was on his wow. show when he had a talk mm-hmm. show, George Lopez show, and that was a lot of fun. And um, he—he's a great guy. He's—he's he's really cool. People, he's very talented, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely admire him for sure.
1: Now you at you are on outspoken and of course we are an LGBT mm-hmm. talk show in Spokane and you know I read a bunch of uh, quotes that you give out and one of the quotes she said is I am blessed to have the gay community on my team I am blessed that we're able to laugh and live together I definitely feel like I gravitate toward the gay community um, is that how does you know we talk a lot about news things on our mm-hmm. show uh, it's a two-hour show we talk news in the beginning and and you know it's a very tricky relationship when it comes to being, having faith, um, and a lot of people saying things about the gay community. Mm-hmm. And both Sergey and I come from very religious families. I mean, that's just, my dad was a minister. So, mm-hmm. how do you find, is it challenging at all? Um, I mean, you embrace the gay community so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find that challenging at all when it comes to your faith as well?
2: You know, I feel like where I'm at today, um and I've matured a lot in my faith, and as a woman, and just as a human. And I feel like where I'm at today is just a place of love and acceptance. And growing up, we didn't grow up in church, but I, I did start going to church at a young age, like, you know, 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of just learn what you hear and this is how you're supposed to act, this is how you're supposed to believe, this is what it's supposed to be. And I feel like um, a lot of people may, and I can't speak for everyone, but there may be some people who get stuck in the, how do I love and not condone? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, if the Bible says this, how do I love and not condone? Where I don't know that Jesus ever worried about how do you love people and not condone what they do. I think he just said, Go and love people is what it is. Mm -hmm. And there is a maturing process for me personally that I had to get to and come to a realization and understanding with my faith and my God and my relationship with him where I felt like I'm just called to love people. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I'm called to do. I'm not called to point out anybody and how anyone lives their life or what it is. Mm -hmm. And people may disagree with me and that's okay. Anybody can disagree with me or agree with me. You know, everybody to each their own. But for me personally, I I found that once I I came to this realization that it's so much uh, easier and peaceful and, and um, easy to to love people. if, Mm -hmm. If you really think about it in that way, of um, just how do I, How can I just love you? How can yeah. I be a better lover of people? Wow. And I have so many gay people around me, my brother, yeah. aunts, uncles, cousins. Like, I have so many gay people around me that it's, it's really easy for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. to love the gay community, and maybe it's harder for some Christians who don't have any gay friends or have never right. met a gay person because mm-hmm. maybe they're sheltered or maybe whatever right. their reason is that they don't have any gay people in their life, that it's maybe easier for that person to be so separated and different and think that, oh, gay people are so different because they don't even know a gay person, you know?
1: I mean, they have never had their hair so fabulous, apparently. so yeah. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently. But, uh, you know, we like to pre- – we're very loud, which is why we're mm-hmm. called outspoken. So we like to pretend we are the ambassador to- for the entire gay community. And I can tell you the love has not stopped for you right. from our community. Like I said, we got emails, and I got people Facebooking me, and everybody has loved you for so long. Mm-hmm. And so I can tell you as you know, a very, very, very – Loud and proud gay man. That I think you're awesome. We this has all just been like a you. love fest. Oh yeah, this whole thank interview. Thank you, right? <laughs> yeah. thank you guys. You know, we're not good at the hard hitting interviews. We're just like we love you so much. Yeah, <laughs> <That's
2: what laughs> <I think. laughs> Well, thank you. Oh, thank definitely. You for having now having me. Oh,
1: definitely. Now as you're coming to Spokane, uh, first of all, have you been here before in Spokane, Washington?
2: You know, it's funny. Um, I actually have a, a lot of family there, and oh, um, I think they actually live like. Twenty minutes away, nice. but um, the airport there is Spokane, where you would fly into. <laughs> um, but I don't know that I've ever been there. If I have, I was a kid; I was young. Yeah. So, I this is definitely my first time performing. That's for sure.
1: Nice. Well, you know it is beautiful here, and we're excited for you to be in our city. Is there? Are we? Can we expect any of your popular characters, or are they kind of on the side now? Um, you know, like Bonkuiqui, who you know we are all in love with. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, um, Bone Quickly actually has an album coming out. Oh, wow, um,
3: really? Yes,
2: this fall mm. she should have her album coming out. Oh, and goodness. she got a record deal with Atlantic Records, and we have a full hip-hop comedic album that we're releasing. So I definitely talk about that a bit at my show. Oh, that's and so amazing. you'll You'll hear about that. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Tammy can't go anywhere without me, so she's no. always, you know, showing up wherever <laughs> I <know>. go.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, is I'm a Cut You going to be on the album? Yes, I'm a Cut You
2: will oh, be there. Yeah. Uh, security <laughs> will be there. Um, no Boyfriend will be there for sure. And we oh. got some, some new songs,
3: mm-hmm.
1: definitely. We are going to be playing oh. you on our show when that is happening. Yes, because, we are. Yeah, we, I've you already listened to uh, I'm a Cut You and Security. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, <laughs> if you go to YouTube, does some impression of one of your characters. I watched this sweet little girl basically lip-sync your whole nail salon skit um, just so last night. It's so funny to
2: me. It's so funny seeing little kids with their parents, like, <laughs> like quoting me and, and reenacting my, my sketches and stuff like that. And that just, like, warms my heart. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy that I'm in homes across America and, like, that kids and their parents Mm, can like watch me together and then they all quote me and like people will tweet me pictures of like a screenshot of their text messaging (laughs) like this girl tweeted me the other day of her and her dad texting mm-hmm. each other and he was asking like what her starbucks order was <laughs> and she said something like super complicated and her dad replies with i got a complicated order and i think that's so hilarious yeah. <laughs> to me that you know her dad like uh-huh. out of nowhere that's the first thing he would think of is you know mm-hmm. from from right. youtube and and would put that in his text messaging and it's like It's so crazy, it blows my mind. Mm. But I'm I'm so, like I said, so blessed and and honored. And you know, I'm just riding it out, riding the wave.
1: I think it's amazing, and I think touched so many hearts. And I think it's amazing that you are so real Mm. about every part of you. And so we thank you so much for doing our show. I have one last very selfish request of you. Okay. (laughs) If if I say this sentence, would you mind saying it back? Which is listen to outspoken on K Y R S.
2: K. Y. R. S, as in yes. Sam?
1: Yes. Okay, and who
2: you want to say this?
1: quickly apparently. Oh, oh my goodness. <gasps> yes. No, Bonk-K-K-K-K-K-K. if you would do I didn't even think about that, but yes, I would die right here in my chair. <laughs> okay,
2: wait. Say the little K R Y S. K.
1: Y. R. S. So listen to Outspoken
2: Dyslexia.
1: Oh listen to Outspoken, <laughs> <laughs> listen to outspoken on K Y R S. What's up y'all? This is Bon Listen to
2: Outspoken on K Y R S. Okay.
1: I love that you was so much. <laughs> oh my goodness! When
0: Thank you
1: so much. When you are so in Spokane, much. think of the mm-hmm. outspoken boys because we'll be we'll probably be stalking you. So oh, yeah, we'll, well be following you around. Show, right? Oh, we want to go so bad. Yes, we're trying to get tickets. So it'll be yeah, amazing.
2: Definitely come to my show. I got you, boo. Don't you worry. And my. Uh New music
1: videos coming out on Tuesday, mm. so get ready for that. <gasps> on Tuesday, we will we, so talk mm, that up like yeah.
0: crazy. Oh, absolutely. All over our Facebook and Twitter. Well, thank you so much, Angela Johnson, for coming uh calling in really you're not in here, but uh <laughs> that was a great, great time. We love talking and to we you. And we hope you love love have you so
3: a wonderful
1: much. Sunday. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you, you too. Okay, you have All a great right.
1: day. Bye. Bye. Bye.